Hey, how's it going, everybody? You're listening to another episode of the Super Mercado Bros Video Game Music Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. And boy, do we have a groovy episode in store for you today. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. And we are so excited to be joined once again by the brothers Stephen and Brian Kelly from the Overclocked Podcast. It's Thank the you, Super Stephen Mark and Kelly Brian. Bros. <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much for coming on, guys. This is going to be so fun. Yeah, thanks for inviting us. Well, we're now hobos without a home. We don't have a show anymore, so we're having to hang out in your studio. Um, <laughs> That's true. Can't Please pay let us in. <laughs> yeah, you guys should talk a little bit about that. For some of our listeners who might not have heard the, uh, the news, uh, you guys recently decided to um, hang up the, the OC podcast. Just 50 minutes talk. of silence. <laughs> <laughs> I super thought you were going to take uh, that. A moment of silence. Yeah. We, we, it's been, you guys are I mean, pointing fingers. It wasn't my it, idea. You, me? No, it's not mine. Uh, it's, we've been doing, oh man, a video game music podcast for so long. I don't remember if you guys uh, were, I, yeah, you came on our old show, Transstation. Oh, yeah. Back in the day. Heck yeah, so man. So we've been doing this for like four plus years at this point. And mm-hmm. honestly, it, I think, I don't know how you guys do it every single yeah, time. I was about to it, say, they're looking at us like four years. Pshaw. <laughs> I think we're just ready to try something different. Like, yeah. we want to, you know, uh, stretch the creative muscles in some other areas for oh a little God. while. So I'm going to cry. Good. <laughs> well, now you can just be guests on our show. Yeah. That's the plan. Are you guys still going to go to MAGFest? Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely. Honestly, I don't plan to get out of the video game music world entirely. It's just time to stop doing a weekly show for a bit. Right, okay. right, right. Yeah, no, it's okay. it's definitely a big I, time feeling. So now. Um, we didn't say it up top, but if you can tell by that a wonderful remix, we're going to be diving into Sonic Mania today. And that's why we brought Steven and Brian Kelly on board is because they're very big Sonic fanboys. And I remember mm-hmm. when this game came out last year, there was a lot of conversation, um, you know, on Discord, on our little friend Discord about, um, yep. you know, how everyone's experience of the game and everyone was so excited for this. It really feels like this amazing retro throwback and the music it features great remixes as well as original tunes uh, and we just thought this would be a great episode to bring uh the kelly's back on for so this is going to be man this is going to be funky i've been looking forward to this since the day that the first track was released for this game <laughs> well and you guys are sort of like our resident sonic fan music expert people yeah mm-hmm. that's your official <laughs> that's, that's, t- what that's what it says on your business card right exactly, exactly. <laughs> which is a big picture of sonic but what i think is interesting is you guys definitely trend a little bit more towards the later sonic generation music like starting mm-hmm. from maybe like right. the dreamcast and on and what's mm-hmm. interesting is i'm me and will are definitely more etched in the classic genesis era and the mm-hmm. music right. of this game i love i love your your language is <laughs> already telling <laughs> about what you like more yeah we're more into you know the classic good stuff and you're into like we're the later modern era but what's interesting is is this game we kind when of sonic can, started having we, green eyes i feel like we both can meet in the middle because yeah, right. exactly yeah. the, the way that this game was approached was actually thought of as like the spiritual successor to sonic cd which was definitely yep. not mm-hmm. a game or a soundtrack that i grew up with and that i have a lot of specific mm-hmm. memories for so there's kind of this great fresh sound that this game has where it feels classic but it also feels new yeah sonic cd was really the bridging of the two eras of sonic it had and it was the first sonic game i played and first sonic soundtrack i listened to so it was definitely my introduction to sonic in general so it's really cool seeing them go back to that 
Well, you know what? Let's just dive into the music because we got a lot to get through. I want to make yeah. sure we get through it all. So what you guys mm-hmm. heard playing in was Hydrocity Zone Act 2, obviously. That was one of the many great remixes featured in Sonic Mania. And this game came out last year, and it was composed by T. Lopez, who made a name for himself on YouTube as a Sonic remixer, uh, doing some mm-hmm. of the best Sonic remixes I think anyone's ever heard. And so that's a big part of this game. Most of the stages in this game are reimaginings of old classic stages. And I think there's four new stages and so those have new themes all right uh let's move on to the main menu theme which is the first time in the game where you hear what is the the sonic mania theme let's take a listen to comfort zone by t lopez You guys listening to Comfort Zone, which is the main menu theme, Sonic Mania, and Will had to correct me that this isn't the first time you hear the theme. Uh, the title screen comes right before <laughs> this, which is very It is brief, if you skip the title very screen. Very awesome. Yeah, that's true. I love that title screen. It's that's so classic. like my favorite piece of music in the game because it, it, it does something that the original Sonic theme did, which is like the Sonic the Hedgehog theme dun, 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 mm-hmm. it's just that little jingle. You know, it doesn't mm-hmm. have a fully developed, you know piece of music around it but i right. love it and the theme that t lopez wrote is great and this is sort of expanding on it but this feels like an arrangement of you know the for sure you know right. and another thing i love about that just to, i'm sorry i'm talking about the title screen and not this <laughs> options menu but i love it ends with this weird kind of chord this kind of outside modulation mm-hmm. and it's really spacey it's and it jazzy. like it just gets me really excited to play yeah. the game it's one of my favorite i do things. think this comfort zone is a great follow-up to it like immediately after you hear that uh it kind of gets the theme in your head more but it yeah like like we said when we were listening to this we're just so relaxed it's such a relaxing mm-hmm. jazzy rendition of this so you, you know what this reminds me of hmm sonic mega collection holy <laughs> sh- <laughs> everything right. reminds will of sonic mega collection so that's funny <laughs> you mentioned that oh my god dude yes yeah, you're, you're totally like, go right listen to the title screen of sonic mega collection mm-hmm. it has the same yeah. like sort of jazzy steven reverb. was that a, was that a joke were you playing a trick on me or it, did, it was both it was both a joke and factual my favorite kind of statement. it is true <laughs> it does remind me i have to admit it also reminds me of sonic mega collection mm-hmm <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. Okay. So not much more we need to say about that. It's a great Mm -hmm. way to start off. So what we're going to do, we're playing 20 pieces of music from this game. The soundtrack uh, has more than that. So we had to make some choices and it's not always going to be chronological. But the next thing we're moving on to is one of the first themes you hear. It's the mini boss theme. It's called Danger on the Dance Floor. Let's take a listen to this wonderful theme by T. Lopez.
you guys listening to Danger on the Dance Floor, which is the mini-boss theme, one of the early pieces you hear in the game, like we said, we are going to skip through some uh, tracks. We wanted to have a healthy representation of some great remixes, some great original music, stage themes, boss themes, things of that nature. So yeah, this is a really solid track. It really reminds me of Michael Jackson. It's very funky and fun and New Jack swingy. Totally. Um, but uh, the Kellys were talking about just how devious this one sounds. It's just very gnarly. Yep. Like I said on the break, I'm just waiting to hear little audio samples of Michael Jackson's voice punctuating <laughs> it. But speaking of, there there are some really goofy uh, vocal samples in this game. Oh yeah, um, there so really are. He definitely went for it, uh, kind of taking maybe the the slight sense of humor um, that that this '90s era had. Uh, yeah, there's, yeah, there's some silliness for sure in this score. I think he was pulling a lot from the Japanese version of the Sonic CD soundtrack that had mm. a lot of that in it. That's right. true. I want to mention just a little thing about the um, um, this track, something that I love. It uses that sort of like bluesy bass line. But mm-hmm. what I like about how it's written is it's not just a straight scale. It's not ya-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. It goes right. ya-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And it's just that, that slight uh, little yeah. shift gives mm-hmm. it like a more unique melodic character. And yeah, just the, the timbre of all the instruments and, and the groove and everything. I feel like it's totally in the pocket for what Carl and I might consider classic Sonic or you know yeah. Sonic 3 and Knuckles kind of era but it also sounds like Sonic CD and I think it fits with the more contemporary aesthetic of the series as well. well yeah I would say this mm-hmm. is one of the original pieces of music that's definitely inspired more by Sonic 3 than something like Sonic CD and I'm a big sucker yes. for th- that kind of music uh like we said before, most of the original music in this game is a lot more influenced by something like Sonic CD. The palette of instruments and uh, the outside uh, genres that are influenced by it. And it makes sense for the tone yeah. of the game and the look of the game. It definitely feels like a successor to, to Sonic CD for sure. So, all right, let's move on. We're going to do this, I think, just two times today where we're actually going to play Act 1 and Act 2 of a classic reimagining. This is Chemical Plant Zone. And I just thought that both of these remixes were so phenomenal and so different that I, I just thought it'd be so much fun to talk about both of these. So why don't we do that? Let's start, but I'll start with the act one of Chemical Plant Zone from Sonic Mania. guys are listening to act one of chemical plant zone a classic sonic track that we've played so many times on our podcast right will <laughs> yeah um, yeah the, the best thing i can say about these remixes especially the sonic one and two tracks is that i think masato nakamura would definitely approve of them they feel like they're just carrying the torch and, and capturing that really fun 90s energy that the originals had it's a very faithful remix there's only a couple little elements that he's adding 
Uh, it's really just about picking the right instruments and kind of fleshing this out. It, yeah, it's just a great representation of this awesome theme. It's the kind of song that makes me wonder, wait, what did the original sound like? Isn't this mm. how it always sounded? Yeah. Like, they found some really cool, uh, you know, synth work on this one. I think he, he chose the right stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, it almost just feels like slightly augmented from the original. But listening to it with headphones on, you know, when I was playing the game, it almost just sounded like almost like he added some reverb to the original track and maybe added some more impressive synths or something. But listening to it, it's like, wow, there's... It's like a completely revamped track, but yeah. it just is so faithful to the spirit of the original that, yeah, it almost has that like high definition, um, reimagined feel to it. Yeah. That, uh, it it's, it's almost like you don't necessarily appreciate it until you start looking under the well, hood it's and comparing it with the original. It's kind of the same approach that he took to Sonic 2 HD, which was, I think, an unofficial fan remake of Sonic 2 that T. Lopez was right. involved with before this. And so his approach to at least the Act 1 of Chemical Plant Zone definitely falls in line with that. Uh, what's really fun, though, is for Sonic 1 and 2 tracks, what he does in the Act 2 is he's able to really stretch out and do a full remix of it. So changing the chords, adding new material to it, really having fun with it. That wasn't necessarily the case in the Sonic 3 and Knuckles tracks because those already had Act 2 arrangements. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what's really fun about listening to what we're going to listen to right now the chemical plant zone act two is he really goes uh, into some interesting directions i'm excited to talk about this this is chemical plant zone act two You guys are listening to the amazing remix of Chemical Plant Zone Act 2 by T. Lopez from Sonic Mania. And I did my nerdy little Excel spreadsheet like I always do. And this is the <laughs> highest rated remix for me from this game. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one track that was an original that I was my just absolute favorite. But um, yep. yeah, this is just unbeatable. Yeah. Oh, my God. The reharmonization. I mean, the original track uses these sort of parallel minor triads kind of a thing, and it's yeah, uh, it's a really interesting sound, and it, it, it definitely sounds, you know, of the 80s, 90s kind of pop music style, but this kind of overtly brings it into the more kind of 90s, dangerous Michael Jackson sound that I think Sonic 3 was... Um, mm-hmm. heavily kind of mired and partially because Michael did some composing for the game. <laughs> right. Um, but yep. just that music was part of the zeitgeist. 
Um, but here he reharmonizes it, but the melody feels so natural in this style. It's awesome. Yeah, it's like he's literally taking a Sonic Two track and remixing it in the style of like Sonic Three meets Sonic CD. It's it's really yeah. weird. Isn't it so cool that this many years later we get Act Two of Chemical Plant Zone? It's really cool. Yeah, it it's feels so like the definitive Act Two for sure. There's been a lot of you know things on youtube of people doing i even had a project like that where i did it was like sonic one revisited where i for a fan game i made mm-hmm. my own arrangements of the sonic one music where i did act twos and mm-hmm. act threes actually of everything um so that's not something that is 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 brand new of an idea but yeah this really feels like the legit official yeah. <laughs> chemical plant zone act two it's it's really fun okay so guys we should have some discussion here so if it was up to me i would prefer this to be track of the week this um, is track of the week i <laughs> think it should be yeah, because because you have to have an original piece of music. You want to totally. want to showcase what T brought uh, compositionally. And this was the moment in the game when I basically kind of, you know, had to bow down to T and just say, "Yeah, you nailed it. This is just this is classic Sonic, uh not necessarily Genesis. Again, it's more Sonic CD, but it's definitely 90s. It's very groovy, very catchy. This is Lights Camera Action, which is the Studioopolis Zone Act 1 theme from Sonic Mania. Let's enjoy. This is Lights, Camera, Action, composed by T. Lopez. And I'll say whatever, you know, whatever I usually say about growing up with the Genesis um, Sonic games and not necessarily having that much emotion to Sonic CD music, but this is just a phenomenal piece of music regardless. Yeah. It feels Sonic. It feels classic 90s. It's so groovy, so catchy. Uh, it's a really long form piece of music too. One thing that's fun about the later era Sonic games is you go beyond the 40 second loops and you kind of explore mm-hmm. a little bit more soloing and improvisation. Um, and it's yeah, this is just this is perfect. You cannot beat this track. Yeah, got it. So I so think gonna... my big wish for this track is I want you guys to put this in your lineup for your band. That's a good idea. Go live really well. That would be that super would be fun. fun. It would be yeah. a hard one to execute because there's so many sounds. Yes. Yeah, uh, but I think we could we could totally make it work. I yeah. Okay, sorry. This part sounds like Sonic Mega Collection to me. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> back to the track. Uh, I love the I love just the production of it because it kind of has yeah. this 
swanky like casino jazz feel but mixed mm-hmm. with that new jack swing and those like demonic dark orchestra hits yeah, ca- and then so there's something i want to say about fusion it's just everything about t's music and this could just be the the type of musician a composer he is in the level of talent that he has Although he's going for a palette of Sonic CD, I'm sorry, his original music is way more catchy than anything in Sonic CD. In my this opinion. is better. Yeah. This song is better than anything in Sonic CD. It's Agreed. also better than a lot of the stuff from like the classic Sonic games for my money. Like it's the thing is, it doesn't sound like Sonic CD and it doesn't sound like the Genesis games. It sounds like T. Lopez, and it's yeah. really awesome. Yeah, I like this better than most of the things in Sonic and Knuckles for sure. Uh, hmm. But yeah, I don't think I, mean, I could put it above um, like Sonic Three, Two, or One stuff. It's tough. But yeah, I don't want to get into the position of playing that ranking game because well, I know speaking of great, what an amazing piece of music this is. Yeah, speaking of Opolis, I would put it above Sandopolis, but I don't know. No. Oh, yeah, heck yeah! How That's many other Opolises? Um, and yeah, earlier I said Studioopolis. We were having a discussion about is it Studiopolis, Studiopolis? It's Hydrocity. Uh, it's just it's just too contentious to, to, to talk <laughs> and about. And you guys say Hydro City. We we really so, should. Um, yeah, it's sorry. Just we play pointless. by house rules here. So um, <laughs> our turf. You got it. No, I'm just kidding. We Will, should have been you? courteous hosts and said Hydro City for you guys. Will, how would you pronounce this track? I say Studiopolis. Studiopolis. You know what, guys? I just say lights, camera, action. Because it's like Metropolis. It's You say Metropolis. You don't say Metropolis. You know what, guys? Oh, I just say funk. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So we're going to do another one-two punch of classic Sonic music remixed by T. Lopez. This is Flying Battery Zone. This is, I can't remember the order, but it's a very early stage in the game. And I thought it was a really good choice to have this early on um, because it's just so exciting to go back to these stages and there's always these new hidden treasures in them and it feels like um it really did feel like i was playing a new sonic game it reminded me of how exciting it was to play these games as a kid let's take a listen to flying battery zone act one guys are listening to flying battery zone act one no controversy about how this is pronounced <laughs> um yeah this is again just like everything a classic sonic fan would want in this remix he actually uses some of the original genesis instruments with which i think is just a very good choice he's showing a lot of reverence to the original but he's combining it with more modern sounds he's even tweaking the original instruments that he uses like that lead for example he's adding some reverb to it and if you listen to the bass part, uh, there's moments when he's adding additional syncopations and kind of making the bass even more funky than the original. So yeah, uh, yeah, this is just this is all you could hope for as a, as a fan of this music. Well, and it's great to have it's great to have a track that you know we don't have to argue about the pronunciation because <laughs> yeah. uh, Tay Lopes really uh, knocked this out of the park. 
Oh man. Uh, yeah. Guys, um so what's your experience with um with maybe this theme? Like did you play a lot of uh the Genesis games growing up or not so much? Yeah man, we had so we had uh, the uh mega collection on the GameCube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we really true. did. That was kind of our introduction to the yeah. games. We had a tendency to start them and not finish them, so the earlier mm. the track is, the better I know it. Um, right. so this one I know very well. Nice. This is right. the second world in uh, Sonic it and Knuckles. It is, yeah. After Mushroom Hill, yep. Yeah, this might be my favorite Sonic and Knuckles track from what I can remember. Yeah, me game. too. Oh, it's actually, so cool. I like Lava Reef Zone. Lava Reef oh, is so yes. good. That's also excellent. Yeah, I will say that the choices of which stages they chose to reimagine in this game, I think they made really good choices. Um, yeah. Having stages from 1, 2, 3, Knuckles, and even Sonic CD. Um, it, for me, it was cool because some of the Sonic CD stages I had never even played in the original because I'd only played oh, a yeah. little bit of that game. All right. uh, so for me, they felt like new stages. Um, right. So so that was cool. All right, let's move on to Act Two, and this is interesting because, like we said before, there already was an Act Two arrangement in Sonic and Knuckles. So T. Lopez here is being faithful to that Act Two arrangement, um, probably just as faithful, honestly, as he was to the Act One version. Um, but yeah, it's 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 really great. Let's take a listen to Act Two. You guys are listening to Flying Battery Zone Act 2 from Sonic Mania, which came out last year, composed by T. Lopez. Yeah, it's really fun um, because I always adored the Act 2, the original Act 2 of Sonic & Knuckles, so it's really cool. I didn't know what was going to happen when I got to Act 2 because, um, you know, some of the other remixes, like I said, he really goes into new places in the Act 2, but Mm -hmm. it makes sense that he's staying true to this because there's already a great remix that changes up just enough of it, it kind of emphasizes a little bit more of what we used to consider those those James Bond chords that a lot of Sonic and Knuckles tracks actually have. And it's interesting because as a kid, I, I didn't make that connection. I just knew that it sounded badass and, and really cool. Right. And that's <laughs> well, it's this sort of dissonant sound where you're in minor, but then the five becomes raised, yeah. almost like an yeah. augmented minor chord. And it's this really kind yeah. of cool, but very distinct sound. You kind of can't do that progression and voice leading without people thinking of James Bond, which is a right. real tribute to Monty Norman's incredible theme. Yeah. This song is really interesting because it's basically a remix of a remix, because like mm. Act 2 is originally a remix of Act 1, and yeah. then T. Lopez is That's remixing true. that, and now I'm just waiting some, for someone to remix this, but I feel like yeah, Sonic it's like Games, the most like, introduced... meta thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
Well, now we're going to move on to uh, the main boss theme. This is Eggman Boss 1. It's called Ruby Delusions. It's a wonderful boss theme. To me, it reminds me a lot of the Sonic 3 and the Sonic & Knuckles boss themes. Obviously, the the presentation is maybe more in line with something like Sonic City. There's a lot of really cool kind of 90s brass in here. Uh, very funky, very great piece of music. Let's take a listen. <laughs> guys listening to ruby delusions and this is you know we, we talked a little bit listening to it but this is a really interesting combination of a lot of different influences uh will notice there's this kind of vocal woo sample from this classic 90s song it takes two uh, i don't know if it's the exact sample but it's definitely reminiscent of that so it feels like 90s kind of r&b uh, hard-hitting music uh, melodically, I think it's it's a re- it's a really strong melody that reminds me of the Sonic Three and the Knuckles boss right. themes. But what else are you guys hearing as far as like Sonic influence? Well, it reminds me of Sonic Three and Knuckles stuff, but not necessarily even the boss themes. Like it sounds like mm. just kind of stage music, you know? You know those kind of syncopated '80s melodies, right? But then I don't know the the general form and groove of it also reminds me of like something from Sonic CD or. A later mm-hmm. thing but then he also has that timpani element which is something that Masato Nakamura seemed to have in a lot of his boss music it gave it this right. vaguely classical kind of feel right. so I feel like he's really um, doing his you know due diligence and paying respect to all of the great Sonic composers yeah in terms of emotional context it's weirdly tragic which is something that I noticed <laughs> in quite a few different Sonic boss songs is it's like yeah. a combination between amping you up and saying like this is kind of terrifying so in a, kind of an interesting note about that is you remember the first boss song we heard today, which is just the mini boss. And it, it was all mischievous and whimsical and, and fun. This one has a similar quality and a similar synth that sort of like mocks you. kind of goes, dun, 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 dun. kind yeah. of sounds like, like Kefka's laughter from Final Fantasy VI, I think. Yeah, it's an interesting combination of emotions because there's there's overall, I think, with a lot of the Robotnik themes, I, I say Robotnik, not Eggman, by the way, but uh, uh, there's there's <laughs> definitely uh, a sense hipster. of like <laughs> there's a sense of mustache twirling throughout like all yeah. of it. Um, but yeah, I think the sense of tragedy really makes sense because really what what he's doing to these poor creatures is, is just <laughs> tragic. That Can is we true. talk about this? <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> This is going to turn into an NPR podcast. Let's talk for a moment. And and just take note for now, in the future, a little spoiler for this show, we're going to hear another boss theme near the end. And Ooh. it amps up the tragedy to, 
like operatic levels. (laughs) Okay, so I'm excited to get to this. This is one of the other original stages in the game. There's only four, and this is the second one on the playlist today. Uh, This is the track is called Tabloid Jargon, and it's from Press Garden Zone Act One. And this is going to get even more jazzy than Studiopolis. A little bit kind of synth fusion, a lot of soloing. It's it's very experimental. Uh, It's it's definitely not the tone I would think of as oh yeah this is this is sonic music. Uh, But I think it's really cool and uh, very very impressive. Let's take a listen to Tabloid Jargon. You guys are listening to Press Garden Zone Act 1, title of Tabloid Jargon. Now, why do you think uh, they went with the name of Press Garden? It seems a little bit a little bit weird. What do you guys think? Well, the whole stage is basically, I don't know if it's Eggman doing this or someone else, but it's a big printing press. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I feel like they wanted to really let their imaginations run wild. Like, it's such mm. a weird and obscure idea yeah. that... Um, there were only a small handful of original stages and original songs in this game, and I feel like they kind of wanted to make their mark and do something that mm. had never been seen in a video game before. I think you're right about that. They definitely did that. I mean, these stages are pretty insane uh, yeah. and very memorable, and actually so probably my favorite stages in the game, to be honest. And honestly, this song took me a while to warm up to it. I couldn't quite get the rhythm of it. And me I'm like, too, do actually. I, do I like it? Do I not? It, but there's something about that sound effect that resets it and my brain is just like, like a drill, oh, yeah. oh I get that well the groove of this reminds me a lot of uh, that classic 80s song um, uh, what is it uh, you know well you know that 80s song that has a kind of 6-8 shuffle I, I think I know what you're talking about, but I, I don't know the name of what you're talking about. I can't about. think of it right now. I, I but, know um, I know what you're talking it'll about, come though. To me. It does have that, yeah, that kind of shuffle sound. Oh, it's sound. everybody wants to rule the world is what I'm thinking of. Mm. Yeah. But mm. the thing, the other thing about this track is it has this sort of like, it's so video gamey, just melodically. It it's almost kind of has this modal sound to it, and it's very hopeful and wandering. Uh, you guys had mentioned that it sounds kind of like uh, something you'd expect from like a Shinobi game. I do get some Yuzo Koshiro uh, vibes a little bit here yeah. but yeah. what i love is it still has that kind of 90s dark uh pop sound to it because it uses these like alt chords these like altered diminished chords um that are just really kind of dissonant and edgy and very much remind me of like you know michael jackson like the dangerous album it just has sort of that sound integrated with a very different piece of music um conceptually yeah absolutely well i'm excited to move on to another stage theme and this one is a reimagining of a sonic city stage stardust speedway uh we're gonna play act one here 
And I think what was really effective about choosing this is I do think that there's a decent number of people out there that have never played Sonic CD. Mm -hmm. uh, so for them, getting Sonic Mania, uh, it kind of feels like a new stage. And that was the case for me. I had never played this stage before. And I, I really prefer this <laughs> this arrangement of, of Stardust Speedway. I think, I think it's really awesome. Let's take a listen to this Act 1 from Sonic Mania. You guys are listening to Stardust Speedway Zone Act 1, and we're having an interesting um, conversation that we should open up here. Um, we were talking about that, as, as cool as this game is, I think we're all in agreement that it would have been a little cooler if it was all new stages. And I, yeah, I think that's that's probably true. Yeah, I just given like the quality the of how good the new stages were, if his original yes. work was just kind of middling, like Sonic 4 or something, then we would all be wanting right. old stages, but it's, it's mm. better than most of his remixes. Right. Well, yeah, and, and I think that's true, not just the music, but the stages themselves. Like, yes. It was so fun to play brand new stages that you've never seen at all mm -hmm. in any capacity. And at this point in the Sonic series, how many times have they revisited classic stages? I feel right. like we've had plenty of that. We have Sonic generations. Right. right. So I'm definitely yearning for um, a full, and maybe that'll happen with the same team, like a full game, 100% new stages. I kind of feel like this was the proof of concept. You know, they... They yeah. gave it to a and surprisingly untested team, um, mm -hmm. and it was kind of a maybe a risk for a second. I don't know, but they've yeah. certainly proved their metal, and I really hope that they're given the opportunity to truly flex their muscles on the next one and make it all. It'd be amazing, game. and also for T to be able to do whatever he wants to do. Like I'm yep. sure he's still going to have some Sonic CD vibes and some classic Genesis vibes because he loves that music, but. Um, just to, for him to be able to flex, you know, stretch out and just mm -hmm. do whatever inspires him, I think would just be incredible. Well, because Sonic music needs to be cool. I think it's very crucial that it, I think it's very crucial that it sound 90s. And I think he does a great job of keeping it grounded in that sort of pop music lens. But then other than that, I really think it should be just free to be whatever it wants. And what I love about mm -hmm. his music, it's melodic. 
it's it's tuneful and catchy but it's very rhythmic and eclectic and to me that's what sonic music should be and i don't care that it sounds like it's imitating masato nakamura or it sounds mm-hmm. like it could fit in with one of those old games as long as it has that general vibe i'm into that more than it sounding like j-pop which is maybe my mm. biggest complaint with the later sonic games it's not that i even dislike the music or i think it's like bad melodies it's just such a distinct genre shift from that kind of like american 90s pop music groove thing to just a more like straight ahead j-pop rock which is just a very different sound to me and and speaking of like this of sonic music taking a billion different forms this one song stardust speedway already took a ton of forms in the original game because there were multiple remixes for the past and the present and the good past and the bad future and right it must have been kind of a tall order for t to sit there and go all right i gotta make two more (laughs) what am i gonna do for sure yeah I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this is one of the four original stages that we're going to move on to. And we're going to be playing uh, two different versions. There's three different versions of Mirage Saloon Zone. There's the, there's two different Act 1 mixes, and then there's an Act 2. We're going to do one of the Act 1 mixes and the Act 2. Um, and yeah, really, I think this was the second to last stage I got to. I didn't get to all the stages in the game. I think I got to Oil Ocean, which is right after this, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> um, and that was, I think, when I stopped playing the game um so yeah uh let's take a listen to skyway octane which is mirage saloon zone act one guys listening to skyway octane which is mirage saloon zone all right kelly's i'm gonna open this up to you what are your thoughts on this track this is the theme to the coolest cowboy who's ever lived (laughs) (laughs) so clint eastwood right or john wayne yep bonus character in dlc i actually love this song because it starts bringing in an electric guitar sound which is the the sonic sound that i grew up with and combining that with like this you know that has this kind of bump to bump to bump to like galloping pace anyway so yeah. it oh it's just it's all the T Lopez stuff you've heard before, but it just has this like adventurous heroic edge of coolness that I yeah. can't. I'm not really, it's interesting because <laughs> at the beginning of the track I'm not really sold on it until the guitar comes in. Something about the lead mm-hmm. instrument starting out feels a little stilted to me. And yeah. doesn't quite match the melody, but when the guitar comes in it, it feels yeah. way smoother and like it's really coming together. 
Well, and we were talking about this, but I know years ago I saw um, some comment on YouTube where T was answering a question, and he said that, oh, I actually don't play any instruments. So all the stuff you're hearing, all the awesome guitar work, it's all virtual instruments. And I think that's so impressive for someone who doesn't, you know, apparently play guitar. Yep. He's able to get this fake guitar to, to really sing and, and feel so expressive. And yeah, I loved the guitar. Uh, his guitar it's few and far between but yeah the, the guitar that's in this game is, is really good and i think that that section of the piece is when it really starts to take off i just yep. love all the bold choices he took in this it's an, it starts off maybe feeling like oh is this going to be a stereotypical like you know cowboy theme or whatever mm-hmm. but it's definitely not it, it feels very bold very fresh i yep. agree with you both it takes about 25 seconds to, to really get going but when that electric guitar boosts in and by the end i'm just out of my seat <laughs> i love the song now, this Act 2, which is Act 2 of Mirage Saloon Zone, I adore. Uh, the whole thing, I just think, is, is just really, really cool. It's a lot more groovy and jazzy than Skyway Octane is. Uh, that's probably why I like it more. This is called Rogue's Gallery, which, again, is Mirage Saloon Zone Act 2. Let's check it out. are listening to rogues gallery this for me is my second favorite uh piece of original uh stage music in the game it's just so funky and and, and catchy and and again this just blows everything in my opinion uh from sonic cd out of the water it's just so fun at immediately the chord progression i'm sold the little riff is so catchy and then that (laughs) very kind of silly 90s synth brass instrument comes in it's just so charming and a little bit silly but so groovy Mm mm-hmm and little fun fact for people who have the soundtrack version, um, some mm-hmm. songs have proper endings if you uh, listen to like the original sound. And, That's true. Um, this one is just the best because everything else fades out, and you just have the this bottom of the piano going dern, 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 dern. It's really cool. <laughs> yep. Another fun That's fact a nice for that Easter first egg. act, you can actually uh, they have a different mix for playing it as Knuckles than as Sonic. Yes, yes, that's what it is. Thank that's you what for is. mentioning okay. that, which, by the way, mm-hmm. I think is legitimately the coolest song in the entire soundtrack. That's oh, wow. so good. That's too bad that I didn't put that in. I did like that. I don't know why I made the choice of doing this Sonic well, one instead. This, you got to blame I, the spreadsheets. He but uses every, some rotting dark system. To be the fair, there was song. a lot of ties. There was a yes. lot of the yep. same score. So, yeah, that's what happened. All right. Very cool. Okay, so now we're going to move on to another classic remix. This is Oil Ocean Zone Act 1, and this is actually one of my favorite remixes he did. Uh, Because of my expectation going into it, I think this was the last stage that I played before I stopped playing. Um, And I do want to continue. I do want to try to beat the the whole game. It's it's Mm kind of tricky. But um, 
I was expecting to maybe not super like this stage for whatever reason and um mm-hmm. and the remix but i think this is absolutely the best remix of oil ocean you could ever hope for it takes everything that is um good about the original and even things that i didn't even necessarily like about the original and he's just kind of elevating the whole thing let's take a listen to oil ocean zone act one You guys are listening to Oil Ocean Zone Act 1, and we were having an interesting discussion while this was playing. Um, I think Will's making the case that Oil Ocean is kind of an underrated, underappreciated uh, song in the original Sonic 2 soundtrack. Heck yeah, man. I love this song. It's so funky. I love the bass line, the tone. I love the way all the parts interact. This is like one of the more Michael Jackson-y things that mm-hmm. I feel that Masato Nakamura wrote. Oh, what are your thoughts definitely. on um, T's arrangement here, Will? I really like it. I think it's totally faithful to all of the timbres and sounds in the original track, but it's kind of fleshing them out in a fuller sound. And I think also the the biggest advantage with these remixes is what it just mm-hmm. does to the rhythm section and the drums and making yeah. everything more full. And he just sort of well, celebrates all of the interlocking parts, I think. That's definitely true. And also he kind of celebrates the, the vibe that was created with the sounds of that original rhythm section. Like if you listen to the snare sample, and kick samples that he shows for this track it's definitely going for the same like emotion that the 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 classic sonic snare had uh it's a very tight kind of hard-hitting snare um that feels kind of mj and it it, it's just it's definitely the right choice you know the the palette that he chose for this Mm -hmm. again it kind of makes you forget oh is this not the original it just feels like this is the definitive version of this theme so very impressive Okay, I'm excited to finally get to this. This is the new special stage theme uh, from Sonic Mania, and this is actually one of my favorite original themes that he wrote for this game. Me too. Really good. This is Dimension Heist. Let's take a listen.
you guys listening to Dimension Heist, which is the new special stage theme from Sonic Mania. And these are special stages that are inspired by Sonic CD. It's cool because uh, Sonic 3 was the first game to have a quasi-3D special stage. Um, and then they dabbled with that also in Sonic CD and Sonic 3D Blast. Well, Sonic 2 has a quasi-3D. That's true, yeah. yeah. that's Actually, that's a good point. It was so, a yeah, series that was always trying that. to break into 3d and when it finally did <laughs> it was um, yeah mixed results yeah i mean i think this type of special stage is is definitely the most 3d because you have a lot of control over you know turning and stuff like that mm-hmm. i had a blast with these special stages they're very difficult but um Super they're, they're sonic racing gotta get <laughs> is this mean like we're finally going to get a sonic r sequel yeah oh man i hope richard jacobs the sonic returns. mania logo honestly reminds me of the sonic r logo mm, mini I know, I yeah this song's oh. just so gosh darn happy like this oh, is man. just the most it's joyful dancing. we had yet <laughs> you sound like an old man this yeah. song is just gosh darn jolly gosh darn <laughs> it's like the old days man <laughs> it reminds me of square dancing i don't know about you gents oh gosh <laughs> actually we're gonna be old timers like... we're gonna be old timers pretty soon talking about video game music we already <laughs> are square wave we, we kind dancing. of already are but um yeah this is just epitomizes the utter joy that is in the Sonic Mania soundtrack that just yeah. permeates yeah. the whole thing. Well, it's one of the tracks that has like a a straight up dance beat, you know? Right. Mhm. One thing I I felt like I almost heard like a little reference to the um um I think it's from uh Sonic Lost World, the that main theme. Um Oh. Um, bam, sure. bam, 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 dun, dun, oh, interesting. Yeah, it kind of reminds me. You're there was right. like a part that I felt yeah. like was almost hinting to that. Well, speaking of speaking of callbacks, there are a lot of kind of subtle callbacks in the soundtrack. I, I wish I would have been a little bit more thorough and, and, and tried to list uh, all of them that happened. But yeah, there are definitely moments here and there where he's calling back to to sonic themes from maybe the entire series so that would be cool to maybe dive into that do some more research on that for sure um mm-hmm. all right it's on my business on. card so i'll help you out <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to i believe the last uh remixed theme we're gonna have we're gonna talk about today this is lava reef zone act one one of my favorites here we go guys listening to an absolute classic an amazing remix of an amazing piece this is lava reef zone act one by the wonderful t lopez he takes a very short loop and he gets a lot more mileage out of it with um his interesting form here so i think now is a good time you know we haven't uh, been able to talk to the kellys for a bit let's do a little catch up what are you guys what's going on in your lives let's let's catch up here well we're shutting down our successful and popular video game music podcast <laughs> <laughs> 
But, uh, I mean, other than that, we're starting to free up time for other things. For me, I've been playing a lot of Stardew Valley. <laughs> I don't oh, know if you guys yeah. have played that before. We've been playing different. a lot of that too, yeah. Yeah, me oh, and Joe great. play that a lot, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Brian, what have you been doing? Uh, traveling. <laughs> yeah, that, oh, that's super true. Me too. It's We've been taking a lot of trips with our friends. Yeah, we had a friend come in from out of town. So uh, why why you haven't gone on any trips with us? Are you saying that we're not? No, fast, friends? dude. We're I, I still want to visit you guys in your homeland there. Yeah, in the dead of winter, I would love so that. That would be so fun. We, yeah. we guarantee it will be a fun time. We will make it really fun. Yes. No, I seriously am going to. I'm going to figure that out. I actually recently got a companion pass with Southwest, so I can like take any of their airlines and get another person on it for free. So, Whoa. and I have like a billion points with them. So I plan to take a lot more plane trips for like weekend trips. And hey, stuff like that, how's so. the dog walking business going? Very good. It's going. Yeah, we're about to open a second branch. Yep. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's Pretty awesome. Happier at home, right? That's what it's called? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you're, you're correct. Nice. I'm actually, my big thing this week is I need to launch our new website for it. Our website is so crazy outdated oh. <laughs> that, but I have it <laughs> almost ready to hit the trigger. So we should have that up in the next week or two now that I'm not traveling all the time. And like, that was one of the big reasons why we kind of had to take a step back from the Overclock podcast, honestly, mm. because it was taking up so much time. I still love doing it. And like, mm. we met, um, I mean, we met you guys through podcasting. It's yeah. super important to us, yeah. but I just... I didn't want it to drag on too long. You know what I mean? Yeah. I felt It'd like be it funny if you like started like subtly like insulting us. You know, I just don't want to be one of those people who has, you know, a podcast <laughs> for years and years and yeah. just move on with your life. You just alive and you just look at them and you feel like, oh, those poor people trapped in a podcast loop. <laughs> and you know those podcasts where they just are very stale and it's the same thing every week and it's just, mm -hmm. we get it. You know, I just didn't uh, want they, that. They don't happen. appreciate Sonic CD. I don't want to become that kind well, of no, person. Well, no, yeah, I completely agree. That's why this week is actually our last episode. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay, well, let's move on to the next track no. anyway <laughs> see you guys never <laughs> well no that's great to hear that your uh you know your your business is thriving carl wh what have you been up to well uh, as will mentioned i think last episode i recently got engaged so that's probably the most exciting uh bit of news for awesome. me so oh, okay cool so our next track is uh <laughs> built cool no yeah it's fun it's surreal it's exciting uh now we're in the process of planning you know trying to look for venues and and all that all that fun and stressful stuff um mm -hmm. so yeah that's that's going on still teaching a lot uh have a, a lot actually a lot of new students um and me and oh, will nice. have some pretty fun uh composing projects that we are doing these days so the most exciting of which we're actually gonna save up and talk about at the end of this episode right <laughs> but yeah I actually, I actually have a lot of cool projects uh Very starting cool. composing for a um Later this year, probably sometime this summer, most likely, I'm going to be putting out another chiptune album. Uh, it's going to be an all FM synth chiptune album. So I've been Ooh. kind of starting to compose for that. So yeah, yeah, that's great. And how's school going for you, Will? Oh yeah, it's incredibly busy. Um, yep. You know, finishing up my senior year, so I have classes and need to graduate and everything. But also planning my senior recital, which is just uh, my composition recital. And yeah. it's just yep. been a lot of work getting all the, cause you know, I'm kind of ambitious and I have lofty goals for what I want to make of things, but I'm excited about it. I think it's going to come together and I've been working on a couple short film projects that have been taking up some time and I'm working nice. on this. Maybe I told you about this. Like I wrote this like orchestral anthem for, uh, the, my university they're doing like a, yeah. um, they're like institutional ad or whatever that goes up in the Midwest. Like they're going to kind of 
shoot the video around like this orchestral piece. And so I need to like recruit some musicians to basically record overdubs that I can like augment my track with. And there's like a 30 second, 90 second version. So it's just kind of like a lot of stuff um, that I'm working on at (laughs) once, but um, I'm, I'm having a good time and, you know, just trying to enjoy the last few weeks, sadly of college for me. Yeah, man. Once it's gone, you're, you're going to look back. You're going to miss it a lot. So definitely enjoy every day that you have. So, all right. We had a few more tracks on the playlist. This is, I think, the last original zone we're going to be playing today. It's called Built to Rule, which is Titanic Monarch Zone Act One. Let's check it out. Such a cool track. This is Built to Rule, Titanic Monarch Zone Act 1. We're approaching the end of the game, the end of the episode. I don't want this to end. This is just too much fun. I definitely want I know, another, I miss you guys. another game, <laughs> uh, another soundtrack by T. Lopez because, yeah, it's just yes. joyous. It's just everything. Um, I, I really do think there's something for everybody here, whether it's the remixes of the classic tracks, the new stuff. Um, yeah, it's, it's just it's delightful. It's the Sonic game for everyone. And, and at the same time, there are really weird tracks like this, which combines, like, a harpsichord electronic sound with dial-up modems. And it sounds like Ride in Castlevania. <laughs> he's given the yeah, artist specific is, um, idea. If you have to combine robots with monarchs, do it. And he's yeah. like, okay, I got this. Does this remind anybody of the, uh, what is it, Bloody Tears thing? I said Jay Coffin. It reminded me a lot of Vert. Um, yeah. And obviously, well, uh, we don't even need to say what else it reminds us of. Yeah. Sonic Mega Collection, clearly. <laughs> it kind of does, though. When you have these, like, going between multiple major seventh chords oh, and this, gosh. like, jazz fusion Hey, whatever. Will, speaking of we that, need to play that track again. freely moving major seventh chords, I finished a chip tune that will be on my uh, eventual album that is very Mega Collection-esque. So I'm nice. excited Aimless to plug. What are confused. you going to call it? How much original no music idea. was there in Mega Collection? I, I think, like, two pieces of music. <laughs> okay. No, guys, there was like you remember what the song that played when like you looked at the bonus material in the Sonic comics yeah, and stuff. Yeah, that's it was true. Beautiful. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. And so then maybe there's, there's the title three. theme. It's beautiful. <laughs> I think Did there you guys was ever just play Sonic Jim's collection. And... No, no. Um, that was like a bunch of weirder ones. I think it was like Sonic R and Sonic the Fighters. Oh, and... that came out and like Sonic for... CD. <laughs> 
Did that come out for um like Xbox 360, PlayStation 3 era? It might have. We, yeah. we had it, it on GameCube, I think. <laughs> Sonic the B Team should be called. Yeah, pretty much. The, the C Team, maybe, at that point. I remember with Sonic Mega Collection, you had to like unlock the game. So like yes. you couldn't get yeah. to Sonic 2 or 3 until you'd like played enough of Sonic 1, which yeah. was like kind of stupid, but I loved it as a kid because it was like yeah, a was challenge. Um, yep. And you, it forced you to sort of play all the games to get to the other ones. Sonic Mega Collection is great. <laughs> now we're going to move on to the final boss theme. This is Ruby Illusions. Um, and yeah, it's it's just, it's a phenomenal final boss theme. I think that there's definitely some hearkening to the Sonic 3 final boss theme, which is very subtle and very tasteful. Let's check it out. guys listening to ruby illusions the final boss theme which incorporates some little winking to the sonic 3 boss theme but the original yep. uh, melodic material is just really good definitely uh <laughs> like we said earlier it's even more tragic than the ruby delusions theme um it's just it's a perfect final boss theme yeah the final yep. bosses in sonic games at least growing up as a kid i always were so scared of them they seemed so hard and i was so afraid of dying because back then, it was the type of game where if you died, it was pretty much you'd have to start all over. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is a hard-hitting song as well. <laughs> like, it's almost punishing in its grandeur. I'm getting other Castlevania influence, and you're going to be surprised what game I'm going to say it reminds me of. But uh, Sonic a Mega Collection? Super <laughs> Castlevania 4. Huh. There's a piece of music in there that goes... I think it's like, um, it's some kind of thing early on in the game it might even be like one of like the preludes or something um but th that kind of ostinato that keeps getting repeated sort of reminds me of that what a solid final boss theme that's how you do it folks okay this is the uh, last track of the day other than our play out this is the supersonic theme i think this is perfect i think the the vibe and the emotion of, of a supersonic theme is actually really tough I think it needs to feel continuous and empowering, but it can't be like overtly happy. And I think one mm -hmm. thing that's effective about this is if you listen to the bass uh, and like the, the chord progression, there's a lot of like sustaining like pedal bass where maybe like the chords are changing around a bass that's staying the same. And so there's kind of this sense of where it's never fully resolving. Uh, and I think that's, that's perfect for a supersonic theme. Let's take a listen to supersonic.
Well, this was such a blast. Thank you so much, Kellys, for joining us uh, for this episode. I really don't want it to end, truly. It's just, oh, this is so fun. I know. It it seems like it's already been way too many months since we got to talk with you guys. Yeah. Well, now that you guys guys. won't have your own podcast, it's it's even more important that we have to have you back on frequently to to nerd out with us. We'll be good house guests, I promise. We won't leave the milk out. We'll wipe our shoes before coming in. <laughs> you know, it reminds me of Bill Burr said a funny little uh, analogy where he's like, you know what? I figured the genius of it. You don't want to have your own TV show. You just want to come on and, and, and be a friend. It's almost like when your friends have a boat and you just come on yeah. and yeah. you don't have to pay for you it. You do all the upkeep and we just get to enjoy it from time to time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we thought in the past about good episodes for you guys, like we did that WoW episode, and this was another uh, really fitting one. So we'll have to brainstorm some more and think of some more uh, Kelly-friendly yep. episodes. And this sure. one was so perfect because I feel like it brings our collective love for this series together. Mm-hmm. Here's like, the thing, you guys. We both have done little, like, segment things on uh, the Overclocked podcast, but now that you guys don't have a show, you could do little segments on our podcast. <gasps> If Can I take want. over Marty's Corner? <laughs> Just still call it Marty's Welcome Corner. Welcome to Marty's Corner <laughs> yeah. with Stephen Kelly. <laughs> Starty, oh, Starty's Corner. Oh, man. Yeah, I have no idea. But yeah, that would it'd be, be cool. like saying Larry King's Live, you know, but with <laughs> yeah. a different person. So I, I we'll honestly talk. think that like the, the um, track title for this Super Transformation song on the soundtrack is called Glimmering Gift. Mm. And I feel like that's what Sonic Mania is. It's like this glimmering, mm. it's just this shiny, explosive, joyful it's gift that was granted shiny. to the world. And we can all just sit around and appreciate it. It's great. It's glistening. Absolutely. Well, as we're approaching the end of this episode, we did want to make a really exciting announcement. Some of you may have seen last Friday all over our social media, we posted a really exciting reveal trailer for a project that we've been working on actually uh, kind of secretly for a little over two years, Hero of Legend. And I'm sure many of you are familiar with our previous homage projects. Mm -hmm. This is definitely the most ambitious that we've ever taken on. So we are very excited to finally have announced that. So if you haven't checked that trailer out, head on over to really any of our uh, social media, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, or our website, and you can see that reveal trailer. Gives you guys a little taste of what's in store and stay tuned because in the coming weeks we'll talk more about that project and give you guys some more specifics but uh yeah a series of three albums that honor the legendary music of the legend of zelda series awesome yeah and volume one will be released on may 11th yes we couldn't be more excited for you guys to hear this and like we mentioned last week in that special announcement episode this is something that all three of us has been working on for years now so it's Mm. exciting to finally get to talk about it and we're kind of nervous excited anxious for all of you to hear all of the hard work that we've been putting into this project well that is awesome i cannot wait to see what you guys come up with absolutely so stay tuned for more info about that project very soon well we're going to play you guys out with a wonderful track it's the staff role um and i was very delighted that it it wasn't what i was expecting i thought it was just going to be like a medley of all the all the tunes in the game it's pretty much an original um staff role theme it's it's really really good uh so bang up job t lopez we're gonna have to interview him at some point that would be fun to have him on the show and hear his thoughts about his process um but i definitely look forward to yeah i feel like it's pretty safe to say there's going to be a follow-up this game was so successful it's a little bit Mm -hmm. of a a risk in some ways um but i think it, it definitely paid off it injected some some new blood into the series so all right guys i think that just about does it 
Uh, one more time, some plugs at the end. Uh, if you're interested in supporting us, the best way to do that is on Patreon. We want to thank all of our lovely patrons. We've had some really good uh, recent Patreon-suggested episodes that have been very successful, and we have some more of those uh, coming up as well. You can follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube. And lastly, thanks to everyone for leaving nice reviews on iTunes. That's a great way for new people to discover the show. And for any of our new listeners, Thank you for joining us and welcome. Uh, the last place that if you want to welcome nerd out with and us, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to nerd out with us, we have a Discord server, which uh, is just a great community of uh, video game uh, music fans, and there's a lot of great discussion going on there. So if you're interested, uh, like you know, like like we've been doing for a while, just shoot us a, a comment or an email, and we will we will gladly give you an invite code for that. So. And- and if you're in the uh, Houston area and you have a dog that you want to be walked, <laughs> yes. uh, you should check out Happier at Home. Guys, do you want to talk a little bit about, uh, like in all seriousness, do you want to talk a little bit about uh, the this business that you've started? So I'd love to talk about it all day. It's not a super effective to talk about it like on the internet because our territory is so like small mm. and targeted, um, but... Yeah, if you're in Houston, you should look us up and we can become friends and we can walk your dogs. Um, But I guess I also should mention, while we're here, the Overclock podcast is not over just yet. It's got a couple of episodes to go. Well, when is this going up, guys? This is going up uh, Monday the 16th. Of of January 16th. (laughs) Okay, in that case, we've got one more episode left. It's going to be our final episode. It's going to be a playlist all about credits music because Perfect. they felt like that was oh, a God, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> I will also cry. So check that out, and, and we've gotten a lot of listeners from your show, actually, guys, is, awesome. which we really appreciate, and it's really fun to ha- have people, you know, jump different ships and discover other podcasts. So, well, for all the for fans. For sure. For all the fans of the Kellys out there, I just want you guys to to fear not. We are definitely going to be able to have them back on our podcast. So even if you won't get them every week. And know yeah. that you can all move to Houston so that yep. you can get your dogs walked by them. Yeah, right. man. And there it, are it's things sad you can yet, do. Yet another video game music podcast is ending without having interviewed Jake Kaufman. Oh, um, gosh. And gosh. having tried. <laughs> One day, one day. Yeah. All right, so we're going to play you guys out with the staff roll. I think that just about does it. Thank you so much, Stephen and Brian, once Absolutely. more for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. All right, my name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm Will Brueggemann. Have a great week, everybody. Peace out. Peace out.